Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. The book is entitled The Violent Bear It Away. It was written by Flannery O'Connor. It's based off Matthew 11, where we read, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and men of violence take it by force. There are two totally different angles to consider here. The first would be the most simple one, the sort of ipso facto, the kingdom of heaven is being attacked by violent people and they threaten to take it away. The second would be deeper. It would be about those who are spiritually heroic, who resist the promptings and tendencies of our fallen nature and seek to discipline themselves in order to enter the kingdom. This would be the view of the writer Flannery O'Connor. John the Baptist was seized by King Herod and thrown into prison because John had called out the king for marrying his brother's wife. Subsequently, his wife, who had a voluptuous daughter who loved to tease the king, and he, wanting to please her, told the young maiden she could ask for anything. Well, she asked for what her mother wanted, the head of John the Baptist, and the king had to give it to her on a platter. So if we want to take this first interpretation of the passage, yes, we're talking about people attacking the kingdom of God like John was attacked. Those who would seize the kingdom of heaven for themselves and prevent others from entering. But if we are to look at the second light on these words of Jesus, we might consider what the writer Flannery O'Connor said, who stated that God works in often disruptive and mysterious ways to bring his prodigal children back to him in unexpected moments of grace So who actually are the spiritually heroic? Might we consider two examples? The first, the rich young ruler, and the second, Joseph, the foster father of Jesus. Remember, the rich young ruler was a man who came to Jesus saying that he had kept all the commandments and asking Jesus, what else must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, you lack one thing, go, Sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come follow me. Flannery O'Connor writes of the innate yearning that all individuals have for a relationship with the divine. But like all true relationships, seeking the good of the other is required. Consider now Joseph, the stepfather of Jesus. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary your wife. For which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Now Joseph was a carpenter, but he understood the Jewish law very well, and in those days he could have put Mary away no less for becoming pregnant by someone else prior to their marriage. Now after this first dream, he makes a sudden decision to stay with Mary, thus believing what the angel of the Lord told him. Then we read about the child being born in the poorest of conditions. And the Magi come and deliver gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All three were very costly, worth enough money for a long stay in a distant land. Then we read the angel of the Lord appears in another dream to Joseph, warning Joseph to take Mary and Jesus to Egypt. We need to escape the impending doom of King Herod's attack on baby boys or children who might become the Messiah, that is because the Jews thought that the Messiah would be an earthly king. Herod was simply protecting his turf. And then we are told in the appropriate time, King Herod dies, 
And the angel shows up in another dream to Joseph and tells him to return to his homeland. And through all these dreams and responses by Joseph, we never hear of Joseph questioning or second-guessing. His response always seems to be immediate and sudden. He just follows the call. But we do remember the rich young ruler who was so very disappointed when Jesus told him to put everything behind him and come follow me. The power to perform virtuous actions with promptness, ease, and pleasure directed from supernatural motives and without human reasoning, having full control over our natural inclinations, this would define what is spiritually heroic. Those who resist the promptings and tendencies of their fallen nature and seek to discipline themselves in order to enter the kingdom. The most heroic labor and the most difficult sacrifice demands fidelity to the truth. Having community behind us strengthens us. Now, I imagine on the first day that Joseph took Jesus to work with him, the young lad asked the question, Hey, where are we going? Can you remember your children asking you similar questions? And you considering all the time that it was going to take in order to teach them everything that you know. Will they be strong enough? Will they be able to seize control of their passions? Will they be able to live a virtuous life? To do so, will they be able to take it by force? Yes, the Lord teaches us well if we will pay attention. Stay close to Him in community. Be in union with Him through community. Indeed, identify with Him giving mercy to others since the vine and the branches share the same nature. I hear Joseph answering his son, just come follow me. Soon the questioner will be reversed. Yes, Joseph had a good beginning because he took Jesus to work with him every day. As Mary said to the servants at Cana when the wine ran out, do whatever he tells you to do. Joseph followed his instructions from the Lord. On the other hand, the rich young ruler went away because the instructions were insurmountable for him. The heroic virtue develops into a habit that becomes second nature, rendering in us a response that above all things we understand the challenge, that it is both doable and bearable, including those challenges with insurmountable difficulties. Must we violently take control of our passions by force? Can we bear the outcome if we don't? Do we see that it is necessary to enter the kingdom of heaven? If we are to succeed, then we must do it within community, which is why we need the church. Flannery O'Connor wrote that we do not go to church because the church is not a human invention. We are the church. And the fact that Christ started the church with imperfect people should make us marvel at God's incredible grace even more. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Merry Christmas. Dominus Vobiscum.